Hey guys, welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. Today's guest doesn't need much of an introduction if you ever listen to this show because he happens to be my fiance, Jonathan Albrecht, the person who I am spending the rest of my life with. And every time I get him on this podcast, I'm very excited because he's a very private person who happens to be dating slash engaged to a very public person. Uh, I don't always mean to be so public about our personal life, but between having a blog and a podcast and all sorts of other ways to communicate with such an amazing audience, which is you guys, I end up being a pretty public person. So Jonathan, every time I get him to come on this podcast is such a trooper and he loves it. He loves it so much more than he acts like he does and he's really good at it. So I thought when I was having him on for my annual post-birthday present from him, my birthday was last week for all my other Libras out there. Or Actually, when you hear this, it will have been two weeks ago, October 11th. Um, So always for my birthday is a nice time to say, will you please come on the podcast? And he'll say, yes. I thought I would be asking him a bunch of questions and kind of do a whole interview with him about what it's been like to be with someone with Lyme disease and to have proposed to me while I was so sick and still am so sick and talk about a lot of those things, which we get a ton of questions about from you guys. I also thought I would talk to him about being twin flames with each other and dive into the spiritual journey a little bit. But honestly, what we talked about in this episode was our proposal and his asking me to marry him. So it's a story that I haven't told in full on my blog or on this podcast because at the time he had asked me to keep it a little bit more private. And the fact that we dove into it today and went into it in such great detail is so fun. It's cool for us because we'll be able to listen back to this in the future and it'll be such a monumental cool thing to listen to ourselves talk about. So we are very excited to share this really, really special part of our lives with you guys. And I hope you enjoy the story. We really went into detail here, guys. So you hear all about the lead up and when Jonathan decided he was going to propose everything that happened on the day of the proposal and then all the way up to the proposal itself. So I'm going to have him back on soon to do the actual interview type of conversation that I planned on doing, but this was spontaneous and honestly, it was more fun. So I hope that you guys enjoy it as much as I and we enjoyed recording it. Also, I have a ton of updates for you guys coming up soon. I think I'll probably start telling you about them maybe next week. Just crazy changes in my life and things that are coming up mostly due to being sick and really looking to make some positive changes so that I can heal and get better. And I can't wait to tell you guys what it all is. It's going to be very self-care oriented. And I hope that it inspires you to take the best care of yourself possible, as I'm sure much of you already do, most of you, and maybe all of you. 
we are all doing the best we can, but we can always do a little bit more for ourselves and self-love and our health. So I'm excited to talk to you all about that. We also have some more fun guests coming up before I do a whole solo episode about what I'm going to tell you guys about. So before we dive into the episode with Jonathan, who is so entertaining, if I do say so myself, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor for today's show, Fabletics. So you've heard me talk a bit about Fabletics. They are the adorable activewear brand that I have been wearing completely constantly. Um, They were born in 2013, just like my blog and my business, Um, co-founded by the beautiful actress Kate Hudson, who many people have told me that I look like. And I'm just going to hold on to that one and hold it very dear to my heart because that is a huge compliment. She is so beautiful. And the founding team of Fabletics started the company because they noticed a huge disparity in the activewear marketplace. It was very difficult to find trendy and stylish gym wear that was priced affordably. So Fabletics came to the rescue. Their mission is to create clothing that's made to inspire physical activity in any type of setting. So whether you're into CrossFit or yoga or hiking or long walks or boxing or whatever it is, Fabletics has options for clothing for you. They always aim to create fashionable on-trend workout clothing at an exceptional price point. They're very affordable, which I love given that I'm always getting asked by you guys, what are some affordable activewear brands? And here we are and they're super cute. Your mantra is to live your passion every day. So to get an amazing deal from Fabletics, head to fabletics.com slash blonde and you will get two pairs of leggings for just $24. So if you think about some other activewear brands, not to call any out, most sports bras are more than $24. So you're getting an amazing deal two pairs of super cute leggings for only $24. And that's at fabletics.com slash blonde. And there is absolutely no commitment to purchase monthly and you get free shipping on all orders over $49. So just to tell you about a little bit about them so that when you order, you know a little bit what to look for that I'm obsessed with. I love their yoga clothes, of course, because I'm such a yogi, even though I haven't been able to do it that much lately. And I also love that they release brand new styles, collections, and prints every single month. So basically there's new things all the time and you're not going to be showing up to a yoga class wearing something that the person next to you is wearing. Everything's really comfortable. The material is super stretchy, lightweight, durable, and just cute and comfy. It's perfect for, well, I live in LA. It's perfect for LA, but it's perfect for wherever you live, because you can layer. They also have all sorts of headbands and hair ties and accessories. I'm a huge accessory person. It's what I tend to run out of the quickest. So to shop Fabletics, go to fabletics.com slash blonde, get your two leggings for $24. Terms and conditions do apply and snap me or Instagram story me what you get from Fabletics so I can see. Enjoy, love you guys, and we will head into this conversation and proposal story with my 
beautiful fiance, Jonathan. Hi, baby. Hello. Wait, this is really fun. I think I'm just going to face you the whole time. I'm not even going to face the computer. Don't kiss me. I'll try. It makes a weird sound. That's true. Good thing we have a couple of microphones between us. What's up? (laughs) What's up with you? Not much. Just hanging in uh, our place waiting for our sofa to arrive. I know. And we have a sauna that still needs to be programmed. I know. They called me today. They gave me some good tips. So I need to, maybe after you leave for dinner, I will use their tips and see if I can turn the sauna on. If you ever get a customer support person on the phone, you should probably like just do it when they're... We didn't talk. They left me a voicemail. I don't answer my phone. Okay. I haven't answered my phone in months. Wow. Unless it's my mom or you or a close friend. But if it's a phone number that I don't know, they will never get answered. By okay. me. Noted. However, shout out to Sunlight and Saunas for my beautiful sauna. I'm very excited to use it. And we will put a link in the show notes because I always get questions from you guys when I mention the at-home sauna that we have. And once I get it working, I'm sure it'll be great. I I certainly can't wait. I know. So since you are a hot commodity and you have a work dinner tonight and I won't be with you, which I'm sad about because I love you and and I like that you're home right now. Um, I'm going to get to asking you questions because you're on the podcast for my annual birthday present. That is true. (laughs) The only way she could get me on the podcast. Well, not the only way. No, no, no. I was going to say one of two ways, either if you're interviewing me or if it's my birthday present. It's true. So since this is for my birthday, I get to interview you. And I've been thinking about some topics that I would like to cover. Wow. It's exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited. So why don't you update everyone listening? There's a lot of things that have changed since the last time you were on the podcast. I can't remember when. It was less than a year. But this summer, a few exciting things happened in our relationship. So why don't you update people on that and on you? Just a quick little elevator pitch. Hi guys. 30 seconds. Try. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Well, it's Jonathan, Jordan's other, not as, not as good half. She's my, she's my better half. Uh, I don't know what to say. I need to learn all the common, like, oh, it's your fiance or your wife. Like, uh, it's a ball and chain, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but not really. Um, anyways, uh, it's Jonathan, uh, fiance to uh, Jordan Younger. And uh, couldn't be happier. You're my fiance. My, your fiance recently, recently engaged. Yeah. Um, that was a lot of fun. Glad it's behind me, finally. <laughs> totally. Um, you were for planning those, it for a long time. For those who don't know, I was planning it for quite some time. and Nobody knows. I haven't really told the story on the podcast. 
you want me to tell the whole story? Please. Oh, man, I set myself up for that one. I mean, everybody listening, how could you not want to hear an engagement story? Okay. All right. Engagement story. So I guess I need to start practicing this for like... You don't need to tell our engagement story at our wedding. Oh, I'm, I was saying like a rehearsal dinner. Oh. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't someone, know. Someone send me some tips. Yeah. I'm new to the wedding us. stuff. We don't really No know. idea what we're doing really. Mm-hmm. All I'm in charge of is the music, which I'm very excited about. Hell I yeah. personally took ownership of that. The food tasting, which <laughs> You're again, so excited. I'm very, very excited. Jonathan already asked our wedding coordinator at the hotel where we're getting married if we could taste every single item on the menu. And it's an 80-page menu. I know. <laughs> we're going to taste all Dude, the delicious food at weddings sucks, and I want our food to be good. Yeah, so we are going to pick the elevated choices, which is kind of the wedding way of saying the more expensive choices, which weddings are crazy. Or the very, very inexpensive route, like pigs in a blanket that taste delicious. They'll probably be really gourmet at this hotel though. So I don't know about inexpensive. We'll, we'll figure see. it out. We don't have to get into that. Uh, tell the engagement story. <laughs> As you can tell, we're still like figuring all this stuff out. It's and new to us. Yeah. I'm not just any guest. We're having a conversation. Next thing you know, like we realized that, oh, we're on a podcast. Yeah. This okay. Is, this is my fiance. So engagement story. Man, it was like uh, April of 2016. We had been dating for about four months and I was going on a trip with my dad to New York and we were at the airport and he and I were just sitting together waiting for our flight. And he asked me, he's like, so Jordan, She's great. How are things? And I'm like, things are great. And uh, yeah, he's like, so is this it? Like, that was his exact words. And I was like, yeah. And it really like set a nice tone for our trip because I had been planning that trip uh, for a really long time. It was the first time my dad and I really got to spend some time together um, since we were, I think I was like 10 or 11, we went on a fishing trip. So a lot has happened since I've been, you know, 11 years old. You mean since you've spent time, just the two of you? Just two of us. Because we do see your dad all the time. Yes, just us. Uh, my brother, my older brother, myself, my dad, we do stuff all the time. Like we see my parents all the time. But my dad and I rare, rarely get to spend time together. So I thought it would be really cool to go to New York. And we planned a trip together. It was actually... Um, He's like, what do you want to, let's go on a trip for your 30th. And I said, awesome, let's go to New York. And then we ended up just booking it in, you know, a year later, almost a year later. Yeah, we were at the airport and um, I remember having that conversation. I remember exactly where I was sitting. We were in the, I think it was like the American lounge. Like, and it was so cool because they give you just like free drinks and like cereal. And I was like, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's when you kind of knew and decided, okay, I'm definitely going to, I'm giving you guys forever. the full timeline. So yeah. 
That was around April. And then around, call it August, September, probably. Um, I was talking to my best friend, JD. We were at my apartment and I'm like, I am definitely going to be proposing to Jordan. I just don't really know when. And in my head, I thought like, well, JD and I still live together and you know, it would have to be at least till when we moved out because then you and I would move in together and then I wouldn't want it to be right away. So I was calculating all of this in my head. JD and my lease was up in eight March of the following year. It's August. So I'm like, great, like seven months until March and then we'll move in together. And then, you know, call it five, six months later, uh, we'll get engaged. And I wanted it to be special because, I mean, one, I just really enjoy like surprising or scaring the shit out of people. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing this wasn't scary. Yeah. um, But you do scare me all the time. Actually, you haven't done it lately. No, because you've been sick. Yeah, that would I be mean. I kind of feel bad. Yeah, that Just would like be mean. Walking all slow to the bathroom, it's like, bam! It's like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm glad you've taken a break. Yeah. So, so, you and JD. JD and I were having a conversation, and I was just like calculating in my head when. And it was really cool that our, no, actually, how it started was we were going out that night. Me and you. Yeah. It was like a Thursday. And JD's like, why are you getting dressed up? Because JD and I would work until nine, 10 o'clock all the time. And I work from home and he had just got home. It was like maybe 8.30 and I'm like fully dressed to go out. And he's like, what are you doing? It's like Thursday. And I was like, oh, it's Jordan, my anniversary. And he's like, for what? (laughs) And I was like, oh, like, Eight months. Um, Jordan and I celebrate every first of the month because we started dating on the first. So um, he thought that was so weird and I didn't really care. Um, (laughs) But I was thinking about either earlier that day or whatever, I was thinking about like timing. And in that particular conversation, I realized that like the first, it would be cool to do something on the first. And figuring out the time frame for about when I would be proposing to you, 20 months actually ended up working out perfectly. Um, and I get fixated on things. So I thought it would be really cool to, numbers are, are big for, for Jordan, if you guys don't already know that. Many of them know. 201. Yeah. Our first day, she asked me, what's your favorite number? And I was like, nine. And I'm like, what's your favorite number? And she's like, 201. I'm like, that's three numbers. And she goes, no, it's a number. I'm like, that is literally a sequence of numbers. That's three numbers. And she goes, 201 is a number. And I was like, well, I guess 201, yes, is a number. But anyways. Um, yep, 201. I thought that was so weird and adorable at the same time. And uh, it was, I thought it would be cool to do the 20th month, the first day. Also, if you guys don't know, I'm like, I analyze everything. So August 1st was like far enough away from her birthday, like not really conflicting with 
you know, any holidays or 4th of July because I like want to like space it out. And then also it was a week after my birthday. And then I thought to myself, it would be really cool to do like a birthday dinner with just who would be my groomsmen and in, and let them know at my birthday dinner that I'm actually you specific guys were, you know, asked to come to dinner with me because you're my closest friends ever. And I want you to be my groomsman. And that was kind of cool. So I would like plant that seed. Boom. Like, um, what and about then, when I accidentally found out that that's a whole you were story. asking them to be your groomsman that night? It's not really a whole other story. It's just that I found out because I asked All right, so well, many questions. <laughs> okay. So JD was the, my confidant. And I said to JD, I want to organize a birthday dinner. It's going to be for my groomsmen. I told him the whole plan. And I said, I need you to coordinate a surprise birthday dinner with them and them think it's a surprise party for me when really jokes on you, I brought you here to be my groomsmen, ultimate like plot twist. And that was like what I planned in my head. JD was my like, my, my, my guy to make sure that it went through. And it was the night that I was leaving for Australia. For two weeks. For two weeks. And um, I didn't understand why this surprise party had to be that night. So, And the surprise party had to be that night because the day, literally the day after I got back from Australia was, the, was August 1st. Yeah. So I being a very, I get very fixated on things too, got really fixated on this and just needed to I figure it out. I can't believe I'm not invited. I can't believe that <laughs> he wouldn't invite me. Like it's your last night here. Why does it have to be all boys? <laughs> and just freaked out to the point of oblivion. And then Jonathan. No, you hit up Alexi and you were like, I can't believe that JD would do this. No, like, I didn't. I wasn't mad at JD. I was like confused. I know. And then I told Alexi. Yeah. And I was like, Alexi, so I need you to keep a secret. But the reason that this is all happening is because of what is going to be happening when I get back from Australia. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God, I get it. And then I thought to myself, like, the best thing to do is just tell Jordan. I didn't want her being upset. So the night before that we, the night before I was leaving, I said, babe, I want to tell you it was supposed to be a surprise, but you found out and I didn't want you to get upset and you did. But the reason that I'm doing this dinner is because I want to ask, um, I want to ask this group of guys to be my groomsmen. And then knowing that that would be very weird because we are not even engaged yet, I threw in that, and when we get back, when I get back from, no, when we get back from either Kauai. Yeah, because we were going to Hawaii a few days after you were getting back from Australia. As soon as we get back from Kauai, we could start going ring shopping and I want you to pick out like the ring of your dreams. So, to- <laughs> so he threw me off in the best way. And then once I knew that this dinner was like this really sentimental way of asking his groomsmen, I felt 
awful for being such a psychopath. (laughs) And I was excited to learn that. And I also thought that's really cool that you're being so untraditional and asking them like months before you're proposing to me. How different. Wink, wink, months. Right. But yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Fast forward to you getting back from Australia. So... I mean, real quick, all of my, like my best guy friends in the whole world are at dinner and, um, like, I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe you guys are here. Uh, this is crazy. My brother even came out, which was awesome. At uh, JD, uh, impromptu wink, wink was like, JA, why don't you give a little toast? And I basically said, um, you know, you guys are my best friends in the whole world. and Actually, JD and I coordinated this whole thing because we wanted to get you here together. And I want you to know that I'm going to Australia and the day after I get back, I'm going to be proposing to Jordan. And I want all of you here to be my groomsmen. And Adam, I want you to be my best man. And everyone, I'll never forget Caleb's face. Caleb's face was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I mean, that's an epic surprise. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like seeing everybody's face is my like, you know, I love that. It's and, the most fun. And I was, I've been, you know, planning this thing for for Jordan for a while. So um, I go to Australia and just for those who are listening, when I was in Australia, it wasn't, it wasn't summertime, you know, August, um, July in Australia is the peak of winter and it was freezing and I am pretty cold blooded as it is. So I didn't really bring much other than like a sweatshirt. I had to buy a jacket when I was there. It was like raining. It was freezing. Um, Meanwhile, you knew you were proposing when you were getting home. So you were very eager. I was. So I I get back from uh, Australia and... Uh, I think it was like the night after I got back, we basically, I got back on a Sunday and I had Monday and Tuesday to basically set up a lot of stuff with work so that I could be on vacation and actually enjoy myself. Like the worst thing is being on vacation, you're working the whole time. So I knew that not only am I proposing on Wednesday morning, um, that Monday and Tuesday, I need to get a whole lot done. Um, And I was just putting in a lot of time and jet lagged, having literally just gotten off of a plane. and, um, And Wednesday morning comes around and I, I didn't want to forget anything from that day. Like I wanted to remember it all. So I remember waking up and leaving really early for work. And I worked until about 9.30 because Jordan had to uh, take a photo for work and she had a vision. By the way, I love it. Jordan will go like, I have a vision for this photo. And then that vision will come to life. And um, And then he needs to be a part of it. Yeah. That's my way of getting him involved. Can I just take, no, it's my vision. vision. Yeah. It's my vision. So you came home to be in the photo. 
came home to be in the photo and it was the photo that uh, is really cute because we did it on the self-timer and I knew the face. I knew where I'm, I, I'm, I was aware that I'm being photographed. So I knew that this is the day that I'm going to be proposing. And this is a photo on the day before it actually happens. And Jordan has absolutely no idea what is going to be happening. Like no clue that today is going to change like and be a, a day that she'll never forget. So I'm just staring at the camera with my mug and my mug of tea. And you're looking at me with like the cutest smile on your face ever. And if you zoom into the photo, you can tell that Jonathan knows exactly what's going on, that he's about to propose like in a matter of hours. And I have no idea that this is any sort of monumental day in our life at all. Yeah. Because our plan, we haven't mentioned, was to go to Malibu and spend the day working at Soho House. And when you were in Australia, you had said to me on August 1st, let's go to Malibu and work like remotely for the day together to celebrate our anniversary because it's the first of the month. And then we're going to Hawaii the next day. So that was the plan. And I was really excited. I had no idea what was coming. So we are back at the house. We take this photo. Um, and I basically have about two and a half hours until, no, it was like, it was like 1130. And I told, my God, I'm blanking on her name. I told the girl from Soho house. Kim, Kimberly. Kimberly. Yes. Kimberly, I hope you're listening. You, I may have forgot your name, but I will never forget your face. You were the best person or your voice. She was English and it was just amazing to talk to her. But I told her that I was going to be proposing and they did every, they helped me so much just get set up and she felt so honored to be a part of it. It's really cool. And I told her that I would be there at 1230 because she was off at 130 or something and I wanted to actually meet her. We had just been talking on the phone. So it's like 1130. Jordan and I are rushing to get out of the house. Um, and we're in the car. And before we get in the car, there's no cat in the house. Like, no, I can't. No Hudson in the home. No. And Jordan's like, where's, where's Hudson? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, let's check all the usual spots. Because we had just gotten a bunch of deliveries from West Elm that morning because we had really just moved in. And the door was open for probably like 20 minutes. So I had all these horrible thoughts of like Hudson had wandered into the hallway and we didn't notice because we, we spent were running probably 20 minutes looking for him. And Jordan's hyperventilating. I've never seen anything like it. She's honestly freaking out. Hysterical. I and, thought he was gone. Yeah. Like we're going up and down the hallway, like in the stairwell. I was screaming his name in the garage, hysterically crying and ripping my hair out. And for those who don't know, Hudson is like a smart cat. So if there was anything like dangerous, he would run the opposite way. So he was in the closet, like in the deep back part of the closet. Uh, He was asleep. And when you finally found him, he was just like 
He's like, what? What? And we were like, oh my God. We were looking literally everywhere. He's like, dude, been here all the time. So uh, that was just a minor detour in the day. Still had no idea what was coming. Yeah. And I'm thinking during that whole time, like if, if Hudson's gone, like this blows my entire plan. I was already thinking like, we're not going to be able to go to Malibu. We are not going to Hawaii tomorrow. If Hudson's missing, like I was planning weeks down the road, freaking out, determined to find him. He was in the closet. Yeah. Oh, and part of my whole master plan was that we had planned in the beginning of the year going to Kauai on, let's pick a date, babe, maybe August. How about how about we leave on Thursday the second because it doesn't affect my me doing payroll. And <laughs> you could have told me anything, and I would have been like, "Hell yeah, I want to go to Hawaii on that day." So we had our little engagement moon planned. Um, for she, you called it an engagement. It's an engagement moon. moon. I mean, it yes. was planned out, so <laughs> I said it. Anyways. It was cool because I proposed and then the next day we got to spend a week in Kauai and it was super awesome. Shout out to Carol. I love you. I'm wearing my romper from Carol's yoga studio in Kauai, but All right, I we're, won't not, we're not there yet. I know. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to all of our, I'll yeah, do that if later. anyone goes to Kauai, please go to Metamorphous Yoga. Metamorphous. <laughs> yeah. Me and Jonathan have a really um, funny way of saying things. Anyways, so okay, we're, more we're in the car. We're in the car. And, uh, and you have to stop at the doctor's office to drop off my urine sample. Yes. Because that's just part of my life yeah. right now. And I remember you saying, how long is it going to take for you to do this? And I was like, I don't know. It's one thirty. It's one thirty at this point. And, you know, Kim was off at one thirty, And we're still in like Santa Monica. So, and we're which I had no idea there was going to be such terrible traffic. We were an hour and like 15 minutes from Soho House in Malibu. So my timing was just like all kinds of fucked. Uh, <laughs> and I'm stressing the whole time. Like, oh, I hope they don't call me because like you have the Bluetooth on and I can't not turn the Bluetooth on or music on because I've never done that before. And, you know, everything that you do, ladies... Uh, as a guy, when you are proposing, um, everything that's going through your mind is, does she actually know? Oh, I don't think she knows. Like, hey, what do you think of this shirt? Shit, I've never said that before. She's going to know. Like, you question it the whole time, but then she'll like say something that's so far off that you're like, she has no idea. I had no idea. Just a brief interruption from this conversation with Jonathan to tell you guys about my favorite supplements, Hum Nutrition. So I get asked all the time, especially this has come up a lot lately in our Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook, which you should join if you haven't yet, about what are the best supplements to take. And I think people ask it in the Facebook group because they know I am a supplement freak. 
I'm never not taking supplements, especially right now, because my health has not been so good. So it's always nice to supplement with some extra vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. So the reason why I love Hum Nutrition beyond the fact that I've been taking them for years and I trust them is that they are the most premium quality. They're clinically proven, non-GMO, gluten-free, pure and potent, sustainably sourced. And their website is amazing because you can navigate with having a free personal nutritionist and asking questions to registered dietitians about which supplements are best for you. So before I tell you about a couple of my favorite supplements with HUM, I just want you to know about the amazing deal that they offer to our Soul on Fire listeners, which is to use the code SOUL at checkout, that is S-O-U-L, to get 20% off all orders. That is SOUL at checkout at humnutrition.com. And you can always find those codes in the show notes if you're driving or working or busy and you want to check back in on this later. So they have tons of amazing supplements. I would highly just recommend browsing their products page to learn more. But a couple of my current favorites are the B12 Turbo, which is amazing for anyone who is vegan or plant-based like myself, because we don't get a whole lot of B12 in our diets. So the B12 Turbo supplements us, gives us energy, really, really good for us. I also love the Here Comes the Sun because everybody, no matter where you live, everyone I know is deficient in vitamin D. Probably not everyone, everyone, but a lot of people, including myself. So vitamin D3 is the active form of vitamin D, which is the part of vitamin D that the body can use the most efficiently. It's been studied for its effects on the immune system, bone health, hormone balance, and digestive health. So it's basically your daily little dose of sunshine. I love Here Comes the Sun. And I also went to a really interesting talk last night with my functional medicine doctor, who I want to have on this show soon, who said that everybody, everybody, male and female, should be taking a fish oil supplement. So Hum Nutrition has their Omega the Great, which is a great fish oil supplement. So if you're not strictly vegan, I highly recommend it. And it all works very well. Everybody's different. Everybody needs to supplement in different areas. So go to humnutrition.com, check them out, and use the code SOUL at checkout for a big, amazing 20% off discount. We're in the car. I'm like talking about everything under the sun. Muhammad Hadid. Hold on. So before we get into that, I remember you drop off your uh, urine sample. Your urine sample, and I'm on the phone with uh, Bruce. He's uh, like a colleague, and he has a call. He's not like <laughs> yeah, he's a colleague. Uh, shout out, shout out to Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Um, and I didn't want him saying anything when we were on the phone. This was like one of three times that I was like super nervous. Because everyone knew. Yeah, everyone I told that a lot you of worked people. with knew. I mean, no one's gonna blow an engagement. Actually, everyone we knew knew. Yeah, everybody knew but Jordan. Like everybody. And, you know, I'll put the fear of, you know, death in people's uh, ears when I say like, just don't be the one that ruins the surprise. <laughs> and they were not going to be, especially <laughs> yeah. Bruce. Especially Bruce. He would not. 
But anyways, he's on the phone and like we're just talking and then Jordan came in and I was like, oh yeah, okay, gotta go. And I like totally hung up on him and then he texted me and I was scared that he was going to send a text with the uh, like the ring, the ring emoji or someone was going to text with the ring emoji, but I can't not have my phone where it is because I've never done that before. I have this like clippy thing that Jordan makes fun of me for that's like on my like air conditioning vent. <laughs> yeah. And I had no idea. So I was like, oh, I want to show you this song that I absolutely love by Jesse Rubin. who's this amazing singer. And Jonathan's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll type it in. And grab and he's driving, and I'm like, no, Never do I'll this type either. it into Spotify. And you're like, and I'm no, like, no, 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 I got I'll it, I got it, I got it. And I believed him that it was normal. I didn't think it was weird because you never want me touching it because you're always afraid I'm going to rip the clippy thing off your air conditioning, you do. which I do. So that was like a good like excuse for getting away with that. Yeah, but you must have I been felt terrified. like there were a lot of like, and maybe I just built them up in my head, but there were a lot of like scenarios that you ponder that are like all it takes like all this planning and then like one person sends a text like did you do it yet in all caps with like five ring emojis and you're in like jordan's just like standing right there and it's like what was that about you know you'd have to be kind of idiotic to do that though i feel like we're not josh I have a lot of idiotic friends. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I feel like proposals are one thing. Where I you love just, you, like, Josh. You You're just, one we, of my best friends. We love Josh. You just have to keep your mouth closed. I'm sure everybody listening can relate. If you've known about a proposal before it happens... You're not going to like... Yeah, Jillian was like terrified. Oh yeah, Jillian didn't even want to see me the day, like that week. (laughs) I had no idea. So Alexi, by the way, sorry, was really good about it. Like she hung out with me the night before for hours and just so nonchalant. How's Jonathan? And she saw me right before because I had just got the ring. So again, I'm backing up to... I had just got back from Australia and I had that Monday and Tuesday and then Wednesday I was doing it and I didn't even have the ring yet. It was being redone because I didn't like the way the first one was made and I wasn't able to pick it up before I left. So I had to pick it up after. So I ended up picking it up on Tuesday and I just got it. It was like the first time seeing it was that day, which I loved because if I had it on me any longer, it was like, it's like Paul said, it's like having a burning hot coal in your pocket. <laughs> Seriously though. And it's terrifying. Oh, I, I can only imagine. Just that like you would find it or, you know, like having to just have that in the back of, of your course. mind. So... Alexi wanted to see it. Um, so she actually came over right before uh, to my office to see it. And I kept it at, we have a safe at the office. And uh, I kept it there just because um, it was safest. Actually, I didn't know that until just now. There you go. And I remember Alexi uh, being there for that. And then she came over right after. And like you said, it was just so nonchalant. But actually she's like, well, she said something like, well, did you ever nails been done or drew oh i was facetiming drew i think and drew's like well did did 
did you have her get her nails done or did she get her nails done? I'm like, I don't Thank know. Thank you, Drew. <laughs> like, yeah, so I, Alexi said, let's get so manicures. I, no, I texted Alexi. I was like, do you know the last time Jordan got her nails done? And she's like, I, I don't know. She like can't really get her nails done right now. And I'm like, I, you can't ask the day before. Like this was like uh, on two, on Monday night, I think. And then like we had basically Tuesday for her to get her nails done. And Alexi did a really good job just like asking you, hey, I'm going to get my nails done. You should come with me. And I said, no. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dropping this, moving on. She's like, okay, no worries. But um, yeah, she was like, she did a really good job. Jillian did not. Well, Jillian just didn't. She was scared. I get it. Well, so everybody knows, like I'm I'm pretty transparent. I was very excited we do like a Monday Zoom call and I like told everybody on the Monday Zoom call. Yeah, all the Orange Theory people. Oh, because for everyone listening, Jonathan works at Orange <laughs> Theory Fitness. You can listen to his first episode to learn all about that. I just like to give some context. Great. Uh, <laughs> so He does not want to talk about work right now. I do not. I love what I do for those that are curious. I have the best job in the world. But I remember driving in the car... It's bumper to bumper traffic on PCH. Uh, we're listening to music and that's what I'm paying attention to. Like, oh, this is a song that I won't forget because this is a song that we listen to in the car on the ride to proposing. And Jordan is just jabbering next to me. And I can't listen to her because like that's how my mind works like i can't focus on anything that's not the task at hand and the task at hand is get to soho house and have a conversation with kim coordinate with the front desk people the stuff that we said we were going to do sit down try and get some work done cuz i still and you did too had lots of work to do before we left and everybody is showing up at 6 it's already 2.30. Kim is probably gone. I hope she doesn't call. And Jordan's like over there like, oh, I found out Hadid's book. I was telling you a trillion stories. But I kept saying like, are you listening? Because you were so, you being so quiet. And you're like, yeah, babe, I'm so into everything you're saying. So I kept talking. I don't talking. remember that. You were blacked out, probably. <laughs> so you did say that. I remember um, encouraging you to talk because yeah. that meant I didn't have to talk. Yeah, so it was like I you're was being really quiet. But are you? You're fine. Are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm. I'm so happy. I'm totally fine. I'm totally listening to you. So I just kept talking. Yeah, and um, we get to Soho House and. At first, everybody is ignoring like us. Uh, well, once we check in Why? and like when we're sitting, I'm I'm looking around. And all the employees are like. First, I realize that they are employees, and then I realize that they're um, really distancing themselves, except for like the person that was like waiting on us. And even they were a little bit stoic. They were beyond nice. And it wasn't until I like Jordan went to the bathroom um, or I said I was going to the bathroom and I like had my first conversation with Kim who she and I, uh, when we had our first conversation, 
I then realized that all the other employees did know and they were just like terrified. Ooh, whose phone now? <laughs> that would be mine. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so it was kind of funny because I'm like thinking, okay, everybody here knows. Like all the staff know. And like there was this one bus boy who like looked at me and gave me like a weird smile. And I was like trying not to smile at him because Jordan would be like, why are you smiling at that bus boy right there? That's so weird. I knew nothing. I was writing my intentions for the month She's of writing August. her intentions in crayons. And sorry to cut you off, but I just think that's the cutest thing. And like I said, I was trying to just in my head picture every single moment of this day so I don't forget it. And I'm looking to my right and here's a 26, 27 year old, like beautiful, smart, uh, you know, uh, successful entrepreneur and she's fisting a crayon and writing. (laughs) (laughs) I had every color crayon under the sun. Four crayons in her left hand, like curled just in her fingers, like kid. Like, and I'm just thinking, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be proposing her. And Mm -hmm. everyone who would ask me, like, were you nervous or like anything? Like, the answer was not at all. Um, The only thing I was nervous about was her finding out before and like ruining the surprise, but. Like I knew for so long that you were my girl and I was excited to finally just be like, that's right. Got the, <laughs> put that ring on it. Put a ring on it. So we have some food at, uh, at Soho and it's like four o'clock now and we've done maybe 45 minutes of work and we both each easily had about three and a half hours of work. And for the first time ever, Jordan is like in a flow state and just like (laughs) cranking out work. She has like her checklist out. She's checking stuff off. And I'm over like trying to work, just like kind of replying very loosely to emails and like trying to get as many emails out of my inbox as possible. And I'm like, okay, it's it's like 4.15 already. Like, man, it's going to probably be like 30 and then another 30 and they're going to be here at, at you know, You mean our family six. and friends? Yeah, everybody, all the family and friends were going to be there to me. surprise her um, at 6 p.m., which she had no idea either. And at like 4.15, I nudged her and I was like, hey, babe, are, are you, where are you at? Were you out with your, uh, look at you checking things off. Like how much, of the, how many of those boxes are you going to check? And she's like, all of them. Like every, I'm like, Clearly what? The no one idea. day, literally the only day ever that I wanted normal Jordan. Like I'm going to check two boxes and then maybe a third. Like she was in it. Like, I was. I'm, I was like, I have 60 emails to answer. I'm answering every single one. And you're like, oh, so that'll take what? 15 minutes. I was like, no, it'll take like four hours. And I'm so excited to do it. So was, I'm like, I was in I'm zone. at this point thinking like, okay, like I just said something. I'm going to, you know, we're still good on time if we do a walk and then, you know, hang out maybe 45 minutes. So it's like 425 and that's like 515. We get back. It's like 530. So I have like a 30 minute window still. And 15, 20 minutes later, I go, 
hey, babe, like, how, how you doing on your, on your checklist? And she's like, I got two more done, which they were, you know, like a big check for like a, a checking something off the list. But you had like eight boxes left. And I'm like, God damn it. Like this, this is not working out for me. So Jonathan starts to say, let's go on a walk on the beach. And I didn't want to at all because I, we were leaving for Hawaii the next day. I felt like let's just get all of our work done. And so I was saying, no, I, I don't want to. I don't feel like it. It's not the right time for me to go on a walk. And then you were like, babe, my body hurts. I need to go on a walk. I said that because it was one of the few things I knew for sure would work. And it did. Because when Jordan's not feeling well and she goes, my body hurts, that means like, like no, like I'm done. Like, this is what I need to do. I need to lay down. I need to take care of my body. And I'd honestly been on a plane for, I don't know, remember how long of a flight it is from Australia. So long. 12 so I believed hours. you, like your body hurts. And it did. It did, by the way. And I used that as a, an excuse. I was like, babe, I've been sitting all day. I was sitting on a plane. My body really hurts. And, and sorry, I had just finished writing my intentions and all the intentions were put the people you love before work and get outside more and like, don't be so rigid with yourself and work can always wait. So I'd just been like, showing off my intentions to you. And I couldn't say no. I'm like, all right, I think I have to take my own advice and get up and go on a walk. So we are at Soho. Jordan goes to the bathroom. Um, I bolt over to the front desk and I was like, okay, it's going down. They were getting towels uh, so that I could take the engagement ring box and put it inside the towel because if we're walking, I can't have this like bulging box in the back of my board shorts. So I coordinated with Kim that they would have the towels at the front desk and they didn't. So the guy's like, oh, we don't have any towels up here. I'm like, well, I need you to go get some. Jordan's in the bathroom. And I'm just like, again, terrified that she is going to walk out and I'm going to have this box in my hand. I'm going to have to like figure it out. But ended up getting the towels another crisis diverted and we are about to go on a walk to the beach and she's wearing jeans and a Pink Floyd t-shirt. <laughs> yes. Which when I put it on and you told me how much you loved it, I had no idea that it was such a monumental day. Yeah. I was like, Oh, that's, that's going to be a church. She'll, she'll remember for a while. And she's like, wait, before we go on the walk, should, should I change into my bathing suit? And I was like, yeah, like, I mean, it's hot. Uh, where's your bathing suit? And she's like, oh, it's back inside Soho house. And I was like, no, <laughs> you should probably like just, yeah, it's not that hot. <laughs> because everybody inside knew. So you were afraid I would go back in yeah. and the whole team of Soho house would be clapping for us. Or just anything. Anything you know, could have happened. I was still really nervous. Of I've, course. I've pulled it off thus far. So you were so close. Yeah. Somehow convinced her to just stay in her jeans. And, Even though it was so hot. Yeah. Middle, it was like, of, middle of the summer. It was August and, first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're walking on the beach uh, and 
where we are walking toward, there's really nice houses down where I wanted to, you know, put our towels down and, and relax. But it was so hot that she kept saying, like, can we stop here? And I was like, no, I want to go a little bit further. And she's like, okay. And she's like, can we stop here? And I'm like, just a little more. She's like, babe, I'm like dripping in sweat. I'm like, just take your shirt off. Your bra is like a bathing suit top. So I did. Yeah. And she's like, okay, we're we're stopping here. Like, we're stopping here. And I was like, it was right in front of this grungy, like beach, you know, bin trash can with like flies. And I was like, no, like, let's just go a little bit further I was so close to the house I wanted to do it in front of, but we didn't make it there. She's like, we're, we're stopping right here. And she, we just popped down and I was like, oh, okay. Like in my head, I was thinking like, you know, over towards those houses is where it's going to be. And it was kind of funny because, you know, where we actually landed, it's like, okay, this this is the spot. This is it. This is where it's meant to this be. This is where it's going down. It's going down right here right now. Yes, it just goes to show that I had no clue what was coming. So if you still thought somehow that maybe I had a clue and thought it was happening at this point, you pretty much knew. I, uh, had I was, no I was idea. pretty convinced still like you had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I didn't. Yeah. So we laid down the towels. Um, it was quite the, you know, acrobatic, I don't know. Um, like, Contortionist maneuver, maneuver to <laughs> contortions, contortionist, um, whatever I said, uh, getting the ring that was in the towel wrapped in the towel out of the towel, but not to be seen while somehow laying the towel. I figured it out, and we're finally laying down on the towels. I have the ring box under the corner of the towel, and I'm like, okay, the eagle has landed, like, we are here. We were, uh, we were relaxing, we were comfortable, we were talking about how we were going to Kauai the next day. And I mean, probably talking about a hundred things that I can't remember at all. And I think I was planning on like taking a nap. I had no idea still what was going on. So I laid down. I was so happy because not only was I hot, I was so sick and just feeling, I couldn't have possibly felt more sick while we were walking. So I was so happy to lay down and had my, had your sunglasses on, took my shirt off. You had my just, hat on too. And your hat. And I was melting into the sand, just so relaxed when you started saying some very nice things. So like the whole game plan was to just, you know, get to where I was, but I didn't really think about like when I actually get there, like how long do you wait before you just dive into this thing? So we're laying there and just talking and um, I'm trying to find my in. And it was difficult, like, cause she'd be like, yeah, so what do you want to uh, do when we're in Hawaii? I'm like, that's not, that's not an in there. Um, I don't know. That's so funny. It, it was something to do with the fact that I took work off on a Wednesday and spent the day with her. And she said, like, you being here with me today, I know how much work you have before we we had to leave. And it's just been a really nice gift and I appreciate it. And I was like, boom, that's my in. 
So I was like, I heard the word gift and I was like, well, you know, of course. And <laughs> I also, no. I also have a gift. I have a gift for you. Well, I, I remember it differently. I remember you were saying super nice things to me about how I calm you and how you feel that there's one person out there for everybody and I'm your person and you, I make you feel so calm. I'm the only person or whatever it is that has ever made you feel so calm. And I said, I'm so glad I give you that gift because you deserve it. And then you said, well, I have a gift for you. And I was so confused because on the way there, it was our anniversary and I had a card for you. And you were like, oh, I feel so bad. I don't have anything for you. And you really played it up. And so when you said I have a gift for you, I was thinking, what? You told me you didn't. And like, what could it be that you've carried all the way out here to the beach that I didn't see? Yeah. Um, now that you say that, I remember saying that part. It's crazy, like trying to like replay it all back. Yeah. I feel like you were probably just full of adrenaline at oh, that yeah. moment and wouldn't have remembered anything that was said. So the whole time I, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I wanted to just pull the box out and just sit it on the, on her towel and not say anything, not do the traditional, like, you know, baby, I love you. No down on one knee. And then me. get down on one knee and like, will you be my forever? You know, will you marry me? Um, I just didn't, I, I didn't want to do it that way. Like I didn't want like to do anything conventional. And I remember telling like Paul and JD, they were like, so how are you going to do it? I'm like, I'm just going to sit the box on her towel. And they were like, you should definitely reconsider that. That's definitely not a good, good approach. Jonathan's a very unconventional person. And I knew whichever way he did it would be different than he would not want to make it cliche or make it obvious in any way. But I don't think I realized how unobvious you would make it to the point where he said, Jonathan sets the box down on my towel after he tells me he has a gift to give me. And I'm looking at this box and I'm thinking, this is so strange because it looks like a ring box, but he's surely not proposing because he's just sitting there on his towel. So I wasn't sitting. I was like laying on my side body. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We were I was laying. so casual. I just like ro rolled over and like grabbed this thing and I just like plopped it down there and didn't say, I didn't open my mouth. I didn't say anything. So I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the box and I'm thinking there's probably a piece of jewelry in here, a necklace or a bracelet or something similar to something that he got me the last time he was in Australia. And I had just got back. And you had just gone back. And I was thinking only Jonathan would do this. And it looks like he's proposing. And I'm going to open this box. And it's not going to be a proposal. And I'm just going to be like, okay, no, thanks, No, your exact babe. words, I'm going to try and be happy. <laughs> right? Well, I would have been happy, but it just looked like such a proposal. I was thinking, what the heck, Jonathan? You're making this look like a proposal. So I open the ring box. And there inside is this beautiful, sparkly, perfect diamond ring. And I still, 
I'm confused because I don't realize that, that I'm being proposed to because there was so much shock. So I looked at the ring and it was so like glistening in the sun. I think you said like, he has no idea that this looks like, like this looks like an engagement ring. Exactly. In my head, like this looks like a freaking engagement ring. And what is like, he's not proposing. So what's, what's he doing? So then I, it started to hit me like, oh my God, he's proposing to me right now. So I said, is this happening? Is this real? Like, I don't know. I started to black out and you said yes. And then you did say, will you marry me? Well, before I said that, she was like, wait, is this for real? And, and we're both like kind of giddy. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's for real. <laughs> and she takes the ring out of the box and like without even thinking, just chucks the box, like not a forward throw, but like a down, like throwing this down. Like I didn't, she had no awareness of the fact that like, she's like getting rid of the, the box and just chucks the box and she's holding the ring. And I'm thinking like, that we need that box. <laughs> <laughs> we need that. Um, but then she puts it on. And like I said, I didn't have time to get it sized. I, well, I asked her mom what size it was and, uh, her, her mom uh, thought, you know, it was, thought it was the wrong, what we got the wrong size. Um, so she puts it, she puts it on. It's a little bit big. Um, but no, first you said, will you marry me before I put it on? Which is, that's the special part. Yeah. So <laughs> the ring is in her hand. Um, you know, uh, we're looking at each other. She says, you know, like, is this real? Is this real? I'm like, yes. You know, I love you you know, will you marry me? She says, yes. You know, and then <laughs> I put the ring on her finger. It's way too big. Uh, and I'm kind of on a knee. I'm on both knees at this point. <laughs> you were. Um, and she's standing up. So if you could picture me, like I'm on my knees in front of her, both knees, she's standing there. And when she says yes, she literally tackled me and my legs, both of them are still on the ground. So I just like, I'm lucky that I do some yoga. I was back bended and I'm sitting in, what, what is that pose? Um, saddle, I think it's called. Saddle pose. Um, and she's just so excited and so happy and is like hugging me and we're talking and I'm excited also. And it must've been like a minute after I'm like, Babe, this is, I, I, I kind of need you to get off of me right now. Like, <laughs> I tackled I him into the sand because I feel was my so legs. happy. Okay, just one more brief interruption from our conversation with Jonathan to talk about another sponsor for today's episode, The Whole 30. So The Whole 30 has their new Whole30 Slow Cooker Cookbook that is out now by the Whole30 founder and author, Melissa Hartwig, who I've had the pleasure of meeting several times at different Mind Body Green events and other things. And it's pretty amazing. So whether you are a fan of the Whole30 itself or whether you're more dabbling in all sorts of different lifestyles, maybe plant-based, maybe veganism, maybe paleo. There is something for everyone in the Whole30 Slow Cooker Cookbook. 
So just to tell you a little bit more about the Whole30 itself, so you know about the brand that you're supporting when you buy the cookbook, the Whole30 is not a diet. It's not a quick fix or a weight loss program. It's a 30-day lifestyle reset where you eliminate certain foods from your diet that are known to be inflammatory, like dairy, gluten, refined sugar, alcohol, even beans, etc., And in doing so, many people have experienced weight loss, but many people have also experienced other benefits such as increased energy, better sleep, relief from inflammation, IBS, and more. And something tells me that a lot of people listening to this podcast know what the Whole30 is and or have tried it. So I've never actually done a full Whole30 before, but I know a lot of our guests on this show, Danica Breisha being one of them, are huge into the Whole30 and it's really helped them stay on top of their goals. So I can only imagine that the Whole30 Slow Cooker Cookbook will further help you stay on top of your goals. So check them out. The cookbook is available everywhere and I think you guys will really like it. It will help you stay on top of your health and fitness goals and has a ton of amazing healthy recipes. So enjoy and heading back into the conversation with Jonathan. From there, it was just total bliss. Yeah. I It continued to hit me. Oh my God, he just proposed. And then everything came flooding in. Like, wait, we're getting married? We're going to plan a wedding? This is actually happening. We're spending the rest of our lives together. And it was it was just the most exciting and perfect thing. We we asked Martha, what was her Norma. name? Norma. Norma. Norma to take a photo. There was some Yeah, like, we saw this probably eighty five year old woman walking on the beach and we said, Will you take a picture of us? We I was just like, Will you Yeah, we hey, will you take a picture? I, I just I just proposed and we just got engaged and she goes, Oh, when's the wedding? <laughs> and I'm it was like very cute. No, we like just this just happened. We like, just got engaged like, just now. Like four minutes ago. Because the funny thing is, and a lot of girls out there listening will understand this. I had told Jonathan just like a few weeks or months prior, like whenever you propose, whatever your plan is, I think it would be really cool to have a photographer there because that moment is so special. And Jonathan basically said, no, I have my own ideas and I have something planned and I've had it planned for a long time and it's going to be intimate and it's just going to be us. And I actually loved that for such a public person who has shared so much of my life, pictures of everything, every moment. It's really cool that that moment. Every single meal. Every single meal. It's really cool that that moment was just us. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I wanted. So you get the wedding of your dreams. I got to plan out the engagement of what... I wanted to be your dream. So. And it was. Yeah. And then. So she goes, I can't believe it. This day can't get any better. <laughs> I really hope my voice doesn't sound no, like that. No, it didn't. Okay, good. But then I was like, little does she know when we get back to Soho House, her parents, Jillian, Alexi, my parents, my brother, uh, my best friend Drew and his wife Ashley were all there to surprise us, but more her. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, we just had a, a nice night at Soho House. Just uh, It was the best night ever. Jeff and uh, Missy came with... My, my sister and her husband and their kids. And that was really exciting because my sister and my niece, Isabella knew that Jonathan was proposing and that that's what they were coming to celebrate. But Jeff, who has been married to my sister since I was five, so he's literally a brother to me and we're so close. And Olivia, their other younger daughter, had no idea what they were coming for. So they walk into dinner and they think it's just like a dinner, I think, to see my parents being in town and our families. And I had no idea that they didn't know. So I go running up to them. I have the ring on and I'm like, oh my God, can you believe it? And Jeff's like, what? And Olivia, what? And I realized they didn't know. And I said, Jonathan just proposed to me. We're engaged. And seeing Jeff's face was actually like the highlight of my whole entire night because he, it's like his jaw fell off of his body. Like, he didn't even know how to contain his shock and excitement. And he was so happy. And he was also like, how the hell did I not know this? We're like, this just happened like 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Well played. That was really fun. And the whole night was incredibly special. It's, it's literally, if I had planned my perfect engagement, I would have wanted that. I would have wanted a dinner in Malibu on the beach with our closest friends. And you know me pretty well. Nailed it. You nailed it. And then, boom, next morning, we are on a plane to Kauai. Double nailed it. Yep. On a plane to Kauai, he incorporated 201 by proposing on the first day of our 20th month of dating. Then we had a trip afterwards for a week, and we got to just relish in the excitement for a whole entire week. Yeah, and it, it was, was great. Beautiful. Cool. So that was an hour. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well, so everybody listening, when we got like a fourth of the way through this, I stopped Jonathan and I was like, this story is getting so long. We aren't going to be able to talk about anything else. And then we decided that we would just make this podcast episode our proposal story and do another podcast Ooh. with additional questions where I can actually interview you and ask you everything I planned. So next birthday. Oh yeah. No. (laughs) Okay. The other thing is Jonathan, when he got on this like really long story about the proposal, although it's a very special story, so it's worth it. He said, I'll come back on to talk about other things. I did. But before we do. I mean, I did. Yay. (laughs) No, I'm sure. Okay. Everybody out there listening, if you if you have a podcast or if you like could ever imagine yourself having a podcast and then have your significant other on the podcast, you can imagine there can be some resistance because Jonathan's private and I love that about you. It's forced me to become a little bit more private, which has been good for my well-being. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, But so although we are going to do another podcast episode. What's that one going to be about? Well, I really want it to be about what it's been like since I've been sick, because there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are also sick, who struggle so much with their relationships because it's extremely hard, as you know, 
to be with someone who is chronically sick. Yeah. And you do a really good job and you've learned a lot. Been an overwhelming summer. Yeah. <laughs> so we can do a whole podcast episode about that because I think if we got started talking about it now, it would be a lot. But I do want to ask you some rapid fire questions. Boom, rapid. But, um, and, okay, I'll just make this a rapid fire question. We didn't really talk about the ring and you picked the ring out and you had no input from my mom or friends or me. So how did you do that? That's not something that all guys do. I mean, you don't know. I don't know what. Like, I would be curious to see how many guys just do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening and if you're a girl and you've, you've been proposed to, did you have any input on your ring? And if you're a guy listening, which would be so cool. I love when guys listen to this podcast. I would love to know how you guys chose. I, I just know that the more opinions you get, the more it clouds what your vision of it is. It dilutes your vision. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if your mom said she wants this cut or she wants this, then I'm going to be like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to get versus what I kind of thought in my head. And in the back of my mind, if she didn't like it, like I want her to have the ring of her dreams. So she could have like brought it, brought it in and got a different ring. Like it would have been fine. I would not have been offended at all. You really wouldn't have been? No. I feel like you would have been. I mean, well, it's a good thing I don't have to think about hypothetical. that. <laughs> okay, Jonathan hates hypothetical questions. Yeah, I I'm mean, sorry. I, um, it's it, hard it to would say be, what I would have felt, but it doesn't matter because she likes the I, ring. So. I love it. So that's very hypothetical. Okay, rapid fire. What are your sun, rising, and moon signs? I, I know that I have a Pisces moon. Yes, you're a Leo sun with a Pisces moon. And we have to remind ourselves what your rising is. But Pisces moon describes you very well. You just asked me a question that you answered. I know, but this is the rapid fire that I ask everybody. Oh, okay, go. All right, next one. <laughs> Favorite food? Favorite foods, plural. Mm-hmm. French fries, Mexican food, pizza. Um, Everything that you ate in New York. I didn't have Mexican food. I know, actually, but you had everything else. Pizza, Chinese food, dumplings, ice cream. I didn't pie. say any of those, though. I know. I, okay, I won't answer your questions for you. Yeah, stop answering my questions. <laughs> okay, I need to keep my I am the shut. guest here. I need to treat you like a regular guest. Okay. Yeah. So answering the question, Miss Younger, <laughs> I, love, I love Mexican food. I love pizza. I love breakfast and like all kinds of like fruit pies. Yeah. I mean, that's, am I, am I missing any that you know of? Oh, chocolate chip cookies are like my favorite pastry. That and like a good like blueberry scone. Yeah. I was going to say any kind of blueberry loaf. Yeah. Okay. I like those. Um, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Okay, I'm having deja vu of, of answering these questions from when I think I was on your podcast last. I don't remember what you said. I don't either. Okay, what was the question? What would though? you be today? What animal would you what be? What animal would I be? 
Okay, so I said this at the office the other day and everyone was like, dude, that's so weird. And you know this, but I think I like crows. I'm a big fan of a crow. They're black and like kind of majestic. Sometimes we've Googled this since I said my answer and people were like, yeah, those are terrifying, but, and like not, not that cool. But I just think crows are really cool and I'm feeling like a crow today. I like that answer. I could see that. I could see you as a crow. Who are some of your biggest teachers and mentors? Wow. That's a good question. Biggest teachers and mentors. So I'd say the two or three people I work closest with, for sure. Um, JD, Paul. I would say you. My dad and Scott Marcasio from my OD talks. Uh, God, I just want to, I just want like his brain. What do you love about his brain? He's just like, oh man, he just, uh, he's the coolest guy. He's building a really great brand. He's, I'm going to pull up my phone. Like he had a quote that I loved. So he, he said for every waking second, We've accomplished less than 1% of the vision I have for MyoDetox, which is his company. And it's taken us working almost every waking second for years to get to this point. So every waking second, we've accomplished less than 1% of the vision that he has. And he's been spending years, literally years. I've known him working on this since we were doing pre-sale for Brentwood, which was four and a half years ago. and he was already doing it for probably two years. And it was just a cool perspective of how he kind of sees things. And he wrote, if you only knew the sheer number of flights, meetings, and phone calls it took to get here, if you knew the nonstop learning, seeking out mentors, and painful feedback it took to get here, if you knew the hard conversations, the nagging self-doubt, and the sleepless nights it took to get here, if you knew all of this, you'd truly understand what it means to be an entrepreneur. Motivation at 100% after a nonstop flight to New York. So he's just traveling. That last part is just like him speaking about where he was kind of concluding the, the post. But that's just him in a nutshell. And I feel that he and I have a lot in common and what, with what we're trying to accomplish. And he reaches out to me as if I'm a mentor to him, which is just mind blowing because I see him as uh, even like just the pinnacle of what an entrepreneur should be. And he does everything like the right way. So um, yeah, Paul, JD, my right hand man, um, he and I just work and collaborate so well together. Paul, my mentor, you teaching me to calm down and slow down and um, just really what is important in life. Um, my dad, for everything he's taught me my entire life, I could name a hundred authors, but I'm just going to throw Scott there at the end. It's a very good answer. Cool. It's very cool to think about because I think you are very similar to him. There's only a couple people that I know in my life who work as hard as you do and put they're all into everything they do, whether it be their work, their relationships, the rest of their life. And 
How you do anything is how you do everything. That's what you've taught me. Yep. Quote, quote I live by. Hmm? Oh, the quote you live by? Yeah. Who, who said that? Did somebody say that? Um, I definitely didn't make it up. Um, we'll have but to I look it up at some point. I don't point. think anyone like coined it. I think I just, I think I heard it. Uh, like, I don't know. I don't trust the internet these days. But <laughs> well, it's beautiful. It's been said. And you are the hardest worker I know. All right. What else? What other questions? Well, there's so many, but I'm going to save some for when you come on next. So All I right. Think one last fun one. The one last fun one. Um, what do you mean fun? Like how fun? I don't know. You define fun. Okay. Because I was going to say what would be your tips for people listening who are looking to set their souls on fire? Okay. That's fun. That is fun. I, I think that uh, if, first of all, you know, most advice that people get, they know already. Like there's nothing I'm about to say that you haven't heard already before. So, you know, the reason it's cliche or the reason that people say it is because it's, it's true. But I think setting your soul on fire is just doing what you love every day. If being an accountant doesn't make you happy, then do something different. Like it doesn't matter if you're making tons of money, like you're miserable and like whether you're miserable or, or, or not, just like you want to wake up and feel good about what you do. Um, and I wake up every day excited to go to work. And um, I think if you love what you do, then you are going to enjoy your life. And that's one way of setting your soul on fire. I think another way of setting your soul on fire is to be a constant learner. Um, I think that's what I, I admire most about uh, Scott, but also something I strive for in my everyday practices. And, you know, when you are curious and when you like want to learn, that doesn't just mean like picking up a book. It means the people that you work with, asking them questions like, how do you like what you do? How do you think we can improve? Talking to someone random, like an Uber driver, and just getting to know a little bit about their life, uh, all that stuff, it builds connections. Um, but you pick things up that you never would have, you know. And to me, I think that that practice will open your mind, get you out of one train of thought or one school of thought and, you know, uh, set, set your soul on fire. Yeah. Hmm. That's really good advice. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think we'll save everything else for next time. And we, Jonathan and I, are about to go see A Star is Born. I'm excited. You can, you, oops, you guys can ask us how it was and we'll tell you. I'm very excited. I'm very excited as well. Looks so good. Yeah. I mean, so much hype and... Hart Turner, really good friend. I trust his judgment more than anything. And he was like, dude, one of the best movies. It won't leave my mind. I can't stop thinking about it. The music is great. Go see it. And that was like a week ago. And all I've wanted to do is see it since. So We tried to see it in New York and it was sold out. Hey, Hart, I miss you sometimes. <laughs> I hope he's listening. He will. Thanks for listening, Hart. 
Thanks and for listening, everybody. Everybody. Thank Cue you. Cue the music. Da, yeah. Da, da, oh, and da, send da, in da, questions da, for da, the next time da, Jonathan da, comes on. Da, 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 da. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode with my amazing fiance, Jonathan Albrecht. I'm so happy that he not only came on, but opened up and told our whole story about our proposal and our engagement, which have been just such a fun time in our lives. Um, I think everyone hopes that this is a one-time thing in their life, being engaged and It's so far been absolutely amazing and we've tried to enjoy every single ounce of it. We have such supportive friends and family and maids of honor and bridesmaids and whatnot and groomsmen, of course, and our families are just the best. So thank you to him for coming on. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to our sponsors for being here and making the show possible today. Just to give you a little reminder, we had the amazing Fabletics, Hum Nutrition, and the Whole30 Slow Cooker Cookbook. Um, So head to the show notes, head to my website to get the codes for those so that you can get good discounts if you're interested in any of these products, which they're all amazing. I use them all on a daily basis. Very, very good stuff. And head over to the Soul on Fire podcast tribe on Facebook to join and keep the conversation going and meet friends from all over the world and chat with me and hang out. And if you're interested in rating and reviewing the podcast, if you would be so kind, then I would love to send you my blogging tips and tricks document that I send to everyone who rates and reviews the podcast. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review on iTunes to Jordan at thebalancedbond.com and I'll send you over that document. I will thank you personally and we'll chat because I love to meet you guys. I love to hear who's listening. So thanks again and we will talk next week. Love you guys. And whoa, that was a loud kiss. (laughs) Have a soul on fire day. Talk to you guys soon.